Hey everybody, welcome to episode 212 of the Bite Me Podcast. That is actually 212. It's not 112, it's not 312, it's 212. 212. It's a good number. Like Backwards, you can do also it's two, also 212. You can do like weird like math with two times one is two. Like it's good. Ooh, Gorilla War. Good choice, Call. All right, I'm joined today by uh, my lovely co-hosts, Colby, say hey. And Dylan, say hey. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Guerrilla War. First of all, we're going to talk about which video games we've been playing. I don't. I guess E-Shade's new for Colby. Uh, I, I looked at what I've been playing. I'm like, it's just the same thing that I've been playing for like three weeks, but that's fine. Um, which is weird because Mummy Demastered is only like a five-hour game. I don't know how it's, I've stretched it out. It's not. Is it longer than that? It's like a 12-hour game. That makes that makes me feel better. Call. <laughs> he feels I, way better now. I'll be way more. I, I think it's like an eight to twelve. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but that's that's better. That is way better. Uh, we're going to talk about news. Uh, Halo has made some announcements regarding Halo Infinite. I guess Microsoft has probably made some announcements. Three Four Three Studios has made some announcements. <laughs> it's Someone just Halo. Made, <laughs> Halo's like <laughs> Master Chief just gets up. He's like, so I'd like to talk about Halo. Uh, we're going to talk about cyberpunk and maybe how you shouldn't play it if you have epilepsy. And we're going to talk about some terrible, terrible people on the internet that probably deserve to be in Troll Corner. But I think this is actually important enough that I want to put it up front where people might listen to it. Like, I don't know if people listen all the way to Troll Corner. I assume they do because we're amazing. But this is, like, important stuff. Uh, Destiny 2 is getting some next-gen updates and eventually cross-play. xCloud is eventually coming to iOS and PC. That's been confirmed. Uh, you can get a little extra mileage out of Forza 4. I'm very very happy with that title. Uh, see if these is getting season passes and battle passes and all sorts of new stuff next year. Booty Twitch passes? Has, there might be booty passes. Would you like a Sea of Thieves booty pass? If they call it a booty pass, I'm in. It is unfortunately, the, the premium tier battle pass is called the plunder pass. How do you feel about that? Mm, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's yeah. A better than battle pass or season pass, I guess. That's true. That is true. Uh, Twitch has removed the tag for blind playthroughs. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, did you guys ever play Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the video game? No, I kept meaning to. Yeah, I think a lot of people did, and unfortunately, if you uh, kind of didn't do that before 2014, you couldn't anymore, uh, but that is going to change early next year. Uh, and South Korea game retailer, how do you think you say that? Game worry? Sure. I, I don't know. Sure. Is uh, doing some interesting work fighting back against scalpers, so we'll talk about that too. We got questions from Vinny Mansox. Actually, it's kind of like a, a two-part question that v Vinny wrote the first part and Mansox wrote the second part. It's like collaboration. We like that. It happens in the Discord. Uh, we got a question from Big Dog, uh, Princess Megan, Joe Coleslaw, and Mister R Deacon. And a couple of cheap free games, and by that I mean literally two. But they're they're kind of big. But that's like, two more than you had yesterday. Exactly. Good stuff. Uh, but first, why don't... should we? Do you want to go first, Cole, or should we make Dylan guess about Guerrilla War? Did you actually play games, Dylan? I mean, because we could talk about those if you'd I rather. Cool. Tell us what you think Guerrilla War is. It looks like Contra. <laughs> um... I was really actually hoping there was going to be gorillas, but <laughs> that would be a great plot twist if there was. Um, however, this definitely looks like uh, Contra, but if you were in like Vietnam, Interesting. and judging solely based on the tree. Uh, it, so, what if I told you that technically you were Che Guevara and Fidel Castro fighting in South America? Okay, that makes complete sense too. If I actually. <laughs> 
read the words here that says hail the heroes of the revolution um that might have given that away but i i want to say that in japan it was either called like che or guevara or something along those lines and featured che guevara and fidel castro way more prominently Yep, Guerrilla War followed the adventures of two unnamed rebel commandos, Che Guevara and Fidel Castro <laughs> in the Japanese version, as they raid an unnamed Caribbean island in order to free it from the rule of an unnamed tyrannical dictator, which was probably the United States. <laughs> Along the way, the players vanquish hordes of enemy soldiers while attempting to rescue hostages with large score reductions for any hostages killed in the crossfire, collect weapons from troops, and operating tanks. Guerrilla War is a absolutely fantastic game it is probably it's more like uh, akira warriors than contra like it's yeah, a, like, it's that like a top, top down, down. Yeah. yeah it is one of my favorite like, in the nintendo NES version games. you yeah. can't die like or you can die but you can't like lose you will just yeah yeah continue every time you always beat that game. yeah um the commodore 64 version not so much yeah. it's hard as hell yeah, it's really fun. I uh, I really liked that game. We used to play it. Like, I don't know if we ever owned it, but I we did. sure rented that game do, a lot. Do you want to know the sad thing? Yes. So I sold Guerrilla War and 720 on the NES to Greywell Records to purchase um, So Much for the Afterglow by Everclear <laughs> so that I could take it to Media Play so that they would sign it for me. On the flip side, called, do you remember when Art Alexis looked at the ugliest suit coat I've ever seen that you were wearing and said, hey, man, nice suit coat? I do remember that. <laughs> it was all worth it. All. Uh, so much for the afterglow call. Is that what exactly. you're saying? <laughs> all right. Uh, moral of the story, go play Gorilla War. Colby, tell me about... Uh, I mean, so, I guess you can tell me about Far Cry 3, but maybe you should so maybe I tell me more about Eastshade. I want to talk about Far Cry 3 for a little right, bit. Cool. And this is this is less to do with Far Cry 3 and video games in general. And for all of you, and I'm sure there's just dozens of game developers out there listening to my voice right now. Probably do none. me a favor and never put poker in your video games. Ugh. Like, okay, if you're like <laughs> Red Dead 2 and you've got like a poker table and you can just go kill time there, fine with it. Never put it where I have to do it for a mission mm -hmm. because I never want to play poker in a video game. <laughs> never. I, I want to take that a step further. I don't want to play any in card game, dice game. Like that was that was absolutely my, my least favorite part of The Witcher 3 is they're like, hey man, want to play Gwent? I'm like, no, absolutely not. Like a fake made up card game that I don't know the rules to. <laughs> That's even no. worse. <laughs> They're like, well, we're going to send you on quests to get Gwent cards so you can play Gwent. I'm like, can I skip those quests? Because I literally do not care about Gwent. I don't want to learn. I don't, I don't have any interest in playing this at all. But yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent behind you, Call. I do not want to play a game inside of another game. I was I was doing a mission the other day in Far Cry Three, and it was a side mission. I will say that. And it, you were supposed to do so. I don't know, but anyway, I end up at a poker table because I have to win back this guy's like what he lost, and I won back sixteen hundred dollars, and it still was like, yeah, oh gotta win God. some more, and I'm like. Ah. No, and so I just I just stopped that and left. I'm like, just I mean, I'll go do that mission, but give me the option of just shooting the people in the head and taking my yeah, money. I would take it by force at that yeah. point. It's yeah. I hate that in video games. I'm a hundred percent behind you, Cole. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. 
The only other complaint I have about Far Cry 3 is the weird-ass fall damage. Um, in that occasionally you'll trip on a hill and it's like, well, there's your half your life. I'm like, but but it was a small embankment. What happened? They're like, I don't know. You just you landed fell. wrong. I'm like, but... You fell. I can jump out of, a, like, anywhere and land in water from hundreds of feet up and I'm fine. <laughs> They're like, yeah, that's how it works. I'm like... Okay. I literally like did like a hop over one of those like cement barricades like near the sides of roads and yeah. because there was like a slight incline I like tripped and literally it took off two health bars. I'm like, "What? Did I sprain my ankle? Like what happened there?" I uh I think that fall damage is probably one of my least favorite parts of video games. Like I understand why it exists, but I also understand that Inside I, of a I am game, a it's bullet sponge, but I like yeah. can't jump off of a you know twelve foot house without hurting myself. But but especially because like it's not very consistent, and it's really hard in a video game to tell how far you're falling. Like you have no, especially like think about Destiny three or Destiny two, right? So I'm, I'm like, a hunter. What does Cliff know? Yeah, <laughs> Shh, sorry, ignore that. Uh, think about Destiny two. I'm a hunter. I can triple jump. And that means I can jump super high. So I actually have the ability to jump high enough that I can damage myself when <laughs> I land. But if I jump, if I you know only jump twice and then jump off something and then jump right before I land, I'm okay. Like that's just, and I, that's, I assume that physics. it's supposed to be like, I assume the hunter's triple jump in that is actually supposed to be like rocket assisted or something. But like, that's not how those things work. And why? No, it's just dumb. Um, I actually greatly enjoy games that don't have fall damage at all because I, like I don't mind fall damage, but like I want it to be like I want to fall before I yeah. damage. Like I want to look at something and go like Yeah, no, I'm gonna die if I jump down that yeah. and die, but not like you know that's like a six foot jump and I'm like, well, why did I get hurt from that? Yeah, it's just dumb. I agree. Anyway, E Shade. Um, e Shade is a game on um, Game Pass, and I assume other places, but I don't yeah, know. I played Steam. it on Game Pass and PS4, and uh, it is a game in which my child is not scared of it, and so that's a plus. Um, she was scared of it for a second because when you get cold in the game, like frost forms around the edges, and she freaked the f out about that. Um, but Makes I bought sense. a coat, so. It's all good. Um, you're a person who washes up... Or person. I don't know. You might be a person, but everyone else in the game is either owls, deer, or monkeys. Um, like anthropomorph anthropomorphic owls, deers, and monkeys. Yeah, more uh, like oh, bears. Anthropomorphic. Yeah. Like, more like they're people bodies with bear heads. Like, if you told me that they were all going to an orgy later and that they were just wearing, like, masks, yeah. I'd go, makes sense. Um, but you wash up on an island that you're going to because your dying mom told you you should go there and paint. And basically, that's what you do. You go to this island and you walk around and you meet people and they're like, Hey, I really like the beach. I sure wish someone would paint the beach for me. And I'm like, well, lucky for you, I'm a painter. And mm -hmm. I paint them the beach. And then they usually give me money or information. And that's about what the game is. Um... Yeah, like very walking simmy. Yeah, you go on missions and you end up painting a lot. There's no bad guys. There's no nothing. The voice acting is absolutely awful. Um, you know, it's good. Like, except for the voice acting, it's still really bad. Um, it's it's a fun game if you just want to like chill and paint a picture yeah. for an owl person. 
I play like the so it's a local dev who makes it. He lives somewhere around here. Um, he used to work for Insomniac, and uh, before they launched this, they launched like a another game called like. I remember what it was called East of East Shade. That's that's not what it was called, but um, that was just like a Fear little loathing like, in East Shade. Yeah, something. It was like a like a little hour and a half, like kind of vertical slice of what it would be, just to kind of like test out some mechanics and figure out how Steam worked and and that stuff. And I, I beta tested that, and I think it was kind of similar, where it was just a lot of storytelling. There was no painting in it, but mm. uh, it was interesting. I, I read like the postmortem on how that game got developed and kind of what they thought of it and so on and so forth and it was it was interesting to read that game's made over two million dollars yeah it's a, like so, i said it's a yeah. fun fun little game um you know i i uh i would probably play it if my child wasn't you know horrified of other games but, do you know how uh, long it is um i want to say it's like five to eight hours is what i read which is good because that's about what it should be i i'm hoping leaning more towards the five than the eight but yeah probably depends on kind of what you do in the game it's gorgeous absolutely beautiful too like except, except for, for the people except for the yeah. character models yeah. they're not like the, the environments are beautiful yeah. the character I, models are a little rough i describe it as if you were playing like probably um oblivion and there were no bad guys and you just had to paint that's yeah. kind of what it is you know you just go in and someone wants you to do something and you go paint and it's it's fun nothing wrong with that uh, I, like I said, I've been playing Mummy Demastered, which is still just so dang good. Um, that game's like, what, 20 bucks, call right in there? Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely worth $20 if you want a very, like, SNES-feeling Metroidvania. Um, super fun. Just keeps getting better as I get better weapons. I'm about... You're like three-fourths of the way through it. Yeah, I'm about three-quarters of the way through. I think there's, what, five end guys, five bosses, I want to mm, say, and I beat three... Um, but I have, I like think about s- six, six. Yeah. Like four and five are at the same place though. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, I have about three quarters of the map unlocked. I have about three quarters of the stuff. Um, I'm just really enjoying it. It's, it, it's just a fun game to play. Um, I played a little more Kona, that kind of weird. I'm stuck in like rural, Quebec and then trying to solve a mystery. It's it's a it's one of the weirder walking sims I've ever played. Like I can't quite get a I can't quite get a beat on it. Like the you come to this general store right after the game starts and you see some wolves go off into the distance and so you like follow some wolves and that leads you into this like weird other world where, you know, everything's glowy and it's it's very trippy. And so, like, the next place I go, I'm like, oh, more wolf prints. I'll follow those. And I followed him, and I just got attacked by wolves. And well, <laughs> I mean. Um, it did give me probably one of the greatest, like, I don't know, inadvertently funny achievements I've ever received before, though. Is I was being attacked by two wolves, and I shot one of them, and the other one ran away. And it gave me an achievement for, like, good job being a pacifist and, and scaring away the wolves and not killing them. I'm like, well... I mean, I guess I scared away the one that ran away when I shot its friend, but yeah, so, sure, I'll I'll take that. So we we both know that the uh, the best achievement was from that Chinese game on Steam. <laughs> yeah, so I don't remember what the game was. It was just like uh, some bad like Chinese crapware dropped on the Steam, and uh, the first achievement in that game, or at least one of the first achievements in that game, is if you play it for two hours, it pops an achievement that says, congratulations, you can no longer return this video game. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was good. Uh, But yeah, no, I've just been kind of like working... 
Do you ever get in one of those places where you're actively playing like six different video games? Because that's what I'm doing right now, and it's not it's not great. Um, it's not bad. Um, I want to get back to Squadrons, but Squadrons makes me kind of motion sick when I play it, so I can only play it for like an hour at a time. Um, I've got I've been playing Super Lucky's Tale a little bit, the the new one. I don't I don't I think it's like it's called the like new, new it's called like New Super Lucky's Tale. Yeah, and it's good. It is absolutely the best 3D platformer I've played in probably the last four or five years. Because the first um, one was garbage. The, the first one was garbage, had a horrible camera, and it made me ridiculously motion sick. Um, this one's really good. Um, I like it better than Mario Odyssey. I like it better than um, Ukulele. I like it better than A Hat in Time. It's just good. But like mostly I play it when I need easy achievements because it has a lot of easy achievements. <laughs> so like if I need to do one of the, hey, you need to get three achievements in order to get your Microsoft reward points of the week, I play that game. So I, I don't know. I'm in the middle of too many games, but I have 11 days off over the holidays. So I'm hoping to like make some real impact on a bunch of video games right before Christmas um, or right after Christmas, I suppose. So uh, let's talk about Patreon for a second. You can support this podcast by going to patreon.com slash bite me podcast. Uh, and there you can donate to us in one, three, five. Nope. Sorry. One, three, seven and $10 increments. It all goes to hosting costs and the cost of the software we use to talk and look at each other at the same time. That kind of thing. We buy stickers, you know, whatever. Uh, the $10 patrons uh, get a little shout-out on every podcast, and so we're going to do that right now. Big shout-out to Sean Palmer and Austin Palmer, the brothers who fortunately no longer make up the majority of our, our patrons. I was a little worried there. They were going like, to do some sort of hostile takeover, but we, we've evened out at five now, so they're only like... 40% of our patrons, which, like, it's okay. Uh, but big shout-out to them, John Tippins, Alan Schulte, and, of course, our newest uh, returning patron, Joe Cole Jr. Uh, thank you guys for supporting our podcast. If anyone Woo! else would like to support us, you can go to, again, patreon.com slash bitemepodcast. All right, Dylan. News! All right. Uh, so Halo, as we all know, got uh, got pushed back a little bit. And I think this is... This is interesting to me because Halo's original release date was, what, two months? Well, a month ago. It was supposed to launch November 10th along with the Xbox. Um, then they pushed it back and did not give it a release date at all. They're just like, eh, next year, 2021 sometime. They have given a launch quarter, which to me is... <laughs> is is that exciting? Like, when you just know that a game's... Do you care if a game's coming out next year or if a game's coming out fall of next year? Like, I do. At some point in time, that seems to be just I, like... Sometimes, because, like, a year makes me sound like it's a year away, but, like, if you say, like, next winter, that actually might be soon. Like, winter 21 is, is like, a quarter away yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of, like, 2021 sounds like... It's going to be December, not January. I suppose that's fair. There's but, a big difference between spring 2021 and winter yeah, 2021. But sometimes, I mean, yeah. but if you're going to say like, yeah, spring 2021, just say, 20, I don't know, 2021. Unless I it guess just, you know. Right? But then why not just say April? Right. <laughs> and then so that, adjust accordingly. I don't know. So we've narrowed it down to fall 2021, which is probably like, I don't know. What what do you consider fall? Is that just probably third November quarter? then? Well, but that would be. I'm guessing this. I'm guessing that's going to be a November. And so, and I think that is true. I think that they did mention that uh, November 5th is like the something anniversary of Halo. So that, that might fly. Anyway, right. 
it's coming out fall 2021. I'm fascinated by a game that just got a one year pushback that they're like, yeah, no, we could totally launch this November 2020. And then they're like, now we need a little more time. And they're like, and by a little more time, we mean a, a lot year. more time. <laughs> uh, one thing that they did mention in this update that I'd kind of forgot about, I swear we've talked about this before, but it had just left my head is that Halo Infinite's multiplayer is going to be free to play. Um, which is kind of cool. I, like, I don't ever play multiplayer or anything, but it's nice enough to not have to pay for it. Um, the director of art management, Neil Harrison, also said that, quote, much of the feedback we heard from the community aligned with our own views and work we were already committed to doing around things like indirect lighting, material response, foliage, and tree rendering, clouds, level of detail transitions, and character fidelity. Um, and that's just kind of based around that the initial complaints were that it didn't look very good, which is... A little disappointing to me because when when people first saw it, Halo was like, hey, that's the look we're going for. Like, screw you. Like, we like it. And then for them to kind of like walk it back, like, oh, no, no, that was stuff we were already thinking about changing. I don't know. They released new screenshots. They look fine, I guess. Um, to me, they look a little more samey, maybe. Like, go, go open that link that I attached there. And you can see the 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 kind of screenshots from it and to me like they went from looking having kind of a cool i don't want to say cartoony look but kind of a cool almost overwatchy kind of look to me just looking kind of like generic halo destiny characters i don't know what do you guys think i'm not seeing the difference where there is no difference so those are the new ones i guess if you haven't seen the old ones that won't help nope (laughs) but don't you think those just look kind of they don't yeah, look to me like there's nothing striking about them. There's nothing interesting about them. It looks like Halo. Yeah, yeah, yeah it it's like it's fine. So I don't know. We'll see. It's, they've got, I mean, almost a full year to get this figured out. So we'll see. Uh, if you suffer from epilepsy, you guys don't suffer from ep- epilepsy, right? No, I do not. That's good. Um, I don't think. You should not be playing Cyberpunk, apparently. Um Apparently, there is a thing in Cyberpunk called brain dance sequences, and it's a kind of a storytelling tool inside the game where you can see recordings of people's memories. And it contains a series of red and white flashing LED lights that actually is almost identical to the uh, tests that doctors use to trigger epilepsy episodes in um, patients that they're trying to determine if it is flashing lights that cause their epilepsy, which... um, Wow. In case you're wondering, is not not great. Um, it was reported on originally by Game Informer's Liana Rupert, who um, found out about it when she played Cyberpunk and then had a grad mal seizure. Um, and <laughs> it's not great. There's a lot of real questions about how this even happened. Like, first of all, video game developers should be smart enough these days to not do that. Um, it's kind of like accessibility 101. You don't put flashing lights that look exactly like epilepsy tests into video games. But then also that's should be part of like the Xbox and PlayStation certification process where they say they check to make sure that doesn't happen. So there's kind of some questions around like, did they rush certification? Um, well, do they go through a test like that? I I'm believe thinking, so. Literally. I feel every game I play says like seizure warning, like, even if well, it doesn't have that kind of stuff. So I'm wondering, like, do they actually put them through some sort of test like that? From what I saw on Twitter, yes, they actually do. Um, or more appropriately, they're actually supposed to. Like, I mean, developers are supposed to not do it. But then the certification process is po- supposed to kind of weed that stuff out. Um, either way, it's just like kind of a general bummer that 
if you are even vaguely epileptic, you don't want to be playing cyberpunk right now. Um, the, the, the kind of kicker on this, of course, is that uh, Leanna Rupert reported this, kind of went out. Um, CD Projekt Red was like, oh, yeah, shoot our bad. You know, we're putting another we're going to patch a better warning into the game so people know about it. And then we're actually going to patch out the problems, but it's going to take a couple days. Um but then, of course, gamers being gamers, a bunch of people who had not actually even played this game spent the rest of the day sending Leanna Rupert um, videos saying, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you did this. Like, you know, videos supporting you that uh, were also full of seizure triggers because gamers are terrible, absolutely terrible people. So you want to know the great thing about that? Yeah. So there was a dude, and I, did, I didn't find the entire story, but it was that uh, there was someone did that to someone they knew was seizure prone. Yeah, yeah. And that person sued them. Oh. And won because that would be considered assault, or was. So that set, set uh, precedent. So technically, she could probably sue these people. She probably should. Like, it's just, what a terrible thing to do to people. Um, yeah, that's pretty weird. And it wasn't like she came out and said, this game's bad. She's no, just like, this game came no, out and like, I was, you know, you know, yeah. having a seizure. Yeah. It's just Game Informer cool. gave it like a 9 out of 10. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's it's kind of this, the kind of like edgelordy discourse around cyberpunk has not been great. Um, there's been a, a, a lot of harassment kind of happening around it, um, you know. Gamers will be gamers, I guess. Uh, not related to Cyberpunk, Destiny 2 got its next-gen updates, uh, I believe, yesterday. So on the PS5 and Xbox Series X and S versions, uh, the game itself is going to play at 4K60, which is pretty pretty cool. On the, the Series S, it is uh, 1080p60. Um, but the Crucible multiplayer now runs at 120 frames a second at 1080, which... I'm cool, I guess. I can't imagine with a controller that that super matters, but I hear it looks really pretty and really smooth, so good on them. Um, to me, like the cooler part of that announcement was that crossplay is coming to Destiny 2 in 2021. So uh, I will be able to play with friends on the PS4, PS5. Um, presumably, you'll be able to play with PC. It'll be interesting to see if the Stadia version of that also has crossplay, because I think a lot of people that played. That game on Stadia are a little bummed that they can only play with other friends on Stadia. Um, it sounds like it's coming out early next year, so springtime. Uh, also springtime. Uh, we've talked previously about uh, xCloud coming to iOS via being to play and be able to play it in Safari, right? Like Luna, um, yeah. the Amazon service does. So I think that was kind of one of those like, yeah, we're sure it's going to happen, but Microsoft officially confirmed it. So they, quote, said in spring 2021, we will take the next step in our journey to reach more players around the world by making cloud gaming a part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate available on Windows PCs through the Xbox apps and browser and iOS devices through mobile web browser. Can you guys think of a use case where you'd want to... Well, I guess, I guess if you had a, a crappy Windows PC, then you could play Xbox games through a browser window and, and play with friends on PC or other friends on Xbox. So I guess that tracks. I was, I was trying to think why you'd want to play Xbox games on your PC, but I guess that, that makes sense if you have a like a Chromebook or something. So, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm very excited for, for Xbox hitting iOS, to be honest. I, I've, I've enjoyed... I've enjoyed, like, doing Luna through that, and it works really well. Um... But it's not like starting another game in another streaming service when I've got seven games currently being played on my Xbox seems ill-advised, I guess we'll say. So 
that's free again as part of Game Pass Ultimate, though, which is cool. Um, you guys played Forza Horizon Four a little bit. You don't, you're not a huge fan, Cole, but you like it a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, I played and, it, and I know Dylan and I used to play it all the time. I was actually just thinking I wanted to play that the other day, right? Was... Yeah, Colby started playing Forza Horizon set, or I'm sorry, Forza Seven. Which made me really want to play Forza Horizon 4 because I don't care about real racing, but I really like stupid racing. Uh, I mean, that game came out, I've got to think, what, two or three years ago? It's been a while. And uh, they're going to add a new feature called Horizon Super 7. It's a new mode that allows players to uh, play in custom-built racing, driving, and stunt-based challenges that are actually made by uh, other folks that play the game. Um, so these aren't things, this is more like a toolkit that has been created by um, the Forza team to let users make kind of fun stunt tracks and stuff for Forza 4. Apparently the same thing kind of existed in Forza 3, but I, I never played any of those. Did you play any of those in Forza 3, Dylan? Any of the, the user-made stuff? No. Yeah, There's and so much other stuff that I don't even like, I wouldn't even have got that far. So. Right, yeah, and that's kind of what I was thinking too, but like I think definitely my favorite part of Forza Horizon are not necessarily even the races. I really like a lot of the weird challenges and the can you go 130 miles an hour between these two points and, and that stuff. So I think it's a lot of that kind of stuff. And so apparently there are creation tools that are based around a bunch of different challenge types, including like the skill score challenges, um, the PR stunts where, you know, you drive off a bridge and see how far you can get um, time trials between two points Um when you're making one, you can actually set the season of the year, the time of day, the weather, and even the music from the different radio stations. So I remember doing this a little bit with, I think they had, I'm trying to remember if I did it in three or four though, is it seems like I had to make a race to get points in the game for something, but I don't remember if it was three or four and it was kind of cool. Like you could specify what you do and then you could, you can try it yourself and, and put it on the internet. So uh, it's coming super soon. It's called horizon super seven. So if you want to get back into force horizon four, that might be something to try out. All right. So Dylan, uh, sea of thieves is getting seasons and battle passes. Your idea was booty pass. I think booty pass is the win. Do you think that Booty Pass might... Um, no. No. <laughs> you don't think there's any negative connotation that could come along with that at all? I don't think so. We need to free the booty. Okay, perfect. All right. So Dylan votes for Booty Pass. Um, they're going to introduce... Uh, so right now, Sea of Thieves does like kind of monthly updates, I believe. Like They kind of get new content out there every month. Um, my guess is that just becomes unsustainable over the long term. So they're going to move to a seasonal progression system starting January 2021 with a battle pass that has both a free and premium option. So uh, this new season system, like I said, will replace the the it's going to be every three months instead of monthly. Um, it, but each season will have kind of that same content where there's new new things to do every every season. Um, the battle pass gives you uh, 100 levels of pirate renown every three months, which is a completely separate system than like Dylan. You're a, a pirate pirate master pirate pirate legend pirate legend. So it's a different system than that. Um, although if you are already a pirate legend, there's also more exclusive rewards in this progression system. So mm -hmm. you can now be getting your pirate. Yeah. Uh, say that one more time. Pirate, pirate legend, pirate legend, Whew. pirate legend system and this new, um, like ranked season system at the same time, although they're, they're separate. So yeah. that's kind of cool. And then if you want to buy into the premium tier of the battle pass, it is called, unfortunately not 
the Booty Pass. It is called the Plunder Pass. Uh, it offers even more unique rewards and exclusive items. So my guess is it's something you'll pay. I don't know. What does a Fortnite season cost now? What is a like Rocket League season? Bucks. Yeah, eight, ten bucks. And they're usually pretty good deals if you actually play it that much. You can get a bunch it, yeah. of cool cosmetics and stuff. So I think that's a... I, I'm okay with that. It's a fun game. What does a par- pirate wear under its pants? Dylan, what does a pirate wear under its pants? Plunder wear. Ooh, that's good. Do you know any pirate joke, Cole? Um, no. I mean, except, you know, things that end in R, yeah. you know, puns. I could, I could give you a couple bad ones, but... So, um, a guy I guess walks- this is pretty... Oh, I... Go I'm going to tell you a pirate it, joke. It's a, good, it's a good joke. So, how do you know? Maybe it's not a good joke, Dylan. Do you want me to spoil the punchline or do you want to tell the joke? Let's tell the joke. So a, a guy walks <laughs> onto a pirate ship and he walks up to a pirate who's got two hooks. No, I'm sorry. A hook and an eye patch. Pulling a real mom here. I know. God, my mom is the worst joke teller in the world. Has a hook and an eye patch. And he says, uh, he says, oh man, that's that's just rough. Like, how did how did you get your hook? And uh, he says, well, you know, I, I lost my hand. We were fighting in, in battle and, and another pirate cut off my hand. He says, oh, that's terrible. He says, how did you how did you lose your eye? He says, I was standing on the deck one day and a seagull shit in my eye. And he says, and you lost your eye? He says, it was the first day with my hook. It's a good joke, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Dylan, you were going to say, was that the joke you thought it was? It was not. Oh, tell but me your joke. This, then. this one also starts with a pirate walking into a bar. Oh. But this pirate has a steering wheel sticking out of his pants. <laughs> I love this joke. And the bartender <laughs> looks at him and asks, "Hey, you, <laughs> you know, have a steering wheel sticking out of your pants?" And he looks at him and says, "Arg, it's driving me nuts." <laughs> <laughs> good, 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 good. Uh, uh, any anyway, other thoughts think, about Seas of Thieves? I guess this is cool for. I think especially for people who. I guess are pirate legends, I guess, and have yeah. already, even though there's still more stuff to, to chase, but, um, people like Vinny who put a lot of time into this game and probably could have been unlocking more stuff. But, Absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll be however, honest. I do have, oh, I do have two friends recently that achieved pirate legend. Nice. And it was interesting. Cause I was like, man, you did that so fast. And it was fast because all of the, the additions to the game um, allow you to rank up so much yeah. faster. It took them about half the time. There's just so much more content now. So many more tasks. But, There's so much more. But to just do. like the, uh, you have the, uh, uh, what are they called? Hints. I can't remember, but the, uh, basically the different factions that you yeah, can, yeah, yeah. you can. Pledge your allegiance yeah, to like and the merchants that, and the it kind of gives yeah. you a multi well not the merchant like oh the, the, uh, the multiplayer one yeah no exactly I know what you're talking yeah, about yeah where but, you um, instead of turning it into the merchants you turned it into yeah um, and you get a flag and the flag yeah. gets rank and for some reason I can't remember what it's called but that that gives you incremental progress yep all the time so it literally took them I think literally half or half or less the amount of time that it took me to get to Pirate Legend still based pretty on cool. playtime. still a lot but, of work. I mean, I think that's kind of good because it, it, I think people will get a sense that they're progressing a little faster, yeah. whereas back in the day on the seas, um, <laughs> you were grinding. Yeah. Um, 
it's pretty it's a pretty attainable goal now when it sounded like it was so far away before so i'll I'll be honest i would play so much more sea of thieves if i could play it not single player but just without other people in the servers i really want private servers in that game i've had too many sea of thieves games that are just i play for an hour hour and a half and some yahoo comes up and like sneaks up on me and steals all my stuff and sinks my ship and i lose all my progress and it's just not like i love ship to ship battles i love when i i love when see if these works and you run into someone on the you know the open seas and you do like a cool ship battle and everything's cool but i don't like it at all when like someone sneaks onto my ship and hides and like ganks me when I'm not paying attention and then steals my stuff and sinks my ship. And like, by the time I can get back, it's already too late. Like I've, I've lost entire, you know, I've lost an hour and a half of game time in 30 seconds and it's just not fun. Um, and I know that's part of the game and I know pirates will be pirates and whatever, but it, it turns me off from playing more sea of thieves, which is, I think kind of a bummer. Um, I wish there was a way to, Either just get a private server so you didn't have to deal with those people or, like, turn off PvP. But, yeah, whatever. Uh, Twitch in a kind of interesting move. So this this kind of was, I think, part of a bigger movement um, that kind of started probably th- six months ago, five months ago, with the idea of just removing terms that are offensive to groups that don't matter. And in this case, it was the concept of uh, a blind playthrough tag on Twitch, which... Uh, is kind of has been shown to be offensive. Uh, a lot of actual blind gamers uh, have complained about it because they're like, we still play games, um, and this isn't us playing games. This is other people going in and playing games that they've never played before. And so Twitch is actually going to change this to uh, first playthrough or a new spoilers tag, which essentially means the same thing. It's just kind of a nice... I mean, Twitch does so many terrible stupid thing that's nice every once in a while when they do something that's not terrible and stupid but this is kind of like a the same thing uh like in myspace in like technology um we have a lot MySpace? of like space my my personal workspace oh okay like how far back are we going here? yeah like they have a lot of things that are like like master slave relationships and uh between like servers and like a lot of that technology talk is actually getting pushed out by like the technology firms that do it to more inclusive and less slavey uh terms this just seems like kind of a, a nice thing that uh it's not a hard thing for twist to do and they don't lose anything by doing it so it's there's kind of no reason not to i suppose uh so neither of you played scott pilgrim versus the world the nope. game that's actually Earth's literally i believe the name of the game scott pilgrim versus the world the game it is uh came out in 2010, um, probably around the same time the movie came out, I would assume. It's kind of a pixely beat-em-up. I never played it either, um, but it was really well-received and apparently had just like a killer soundtrack. And yeah. then one day, it just got pulled. It just disappeared in 2014, and no one would say why. Um, like, there was... The, the, the band who did the soundtrack actually had to, like, put out a, a press statement saying, like, it wasn't us. It wasn't, like, a use yeah. of... They you know, knew why it was. It was, it, it, it was it was just because of the studio. Yeah, Universal. But there was yeah. never like I don't think there was ever an official. So I, I will of let that. everyone know if you like video games that are based on like licensed properties. Yeah, yeah. So like the Mummy Demastered. If you really want to play that game, don't go. 
hmm, you know what? I'll get it eventually. Yeah. Because those things just get pulled. That's, yeah, just I mean, like, like the, you know, there's a lot of games that are based on licensed things that, like, you know, if Disney buys something and goes like, oh, yeah, we, um, I, one of the podcasts I listen to, the guy works on, he worked on the DuckTales, one of the DuckTales yep. games. And just out of nowhere, Disney pulled one of the DuckTales games out of every like sort of digital thing, and it was simply because they were going to release a DuckTales mobile game, Yeah, and you don't want two games, one that you're not making money off of in a store when people are searching for DuckTales games. So it's not even, it wasn't like a licensing thing, it was just a like, well, we don't want to have a competing product of our own thing if we own both, and we're not yep. making as much money for the new one. So like, license things, buy if you want them, because they can just be pulled pretty much any time and probably buy physical mm-hmm. honestly like well the, the digital copies usually are still downloadable I, like yeah. i know in the case of like scott pilgrim it was yeah um but like pt wasn't um, yeah but pt wasn't a license thing, no but, but i mean was... it was still the same idea of i guess what i'm saying is is there's there's nothing PT, stopping I them believe was downloadable if you had it i think you had to have it, it on your now. playstation it isn't now but i be- i want to say that if you had it originally I thought that, that was one could, that they actually pulled so you could not download it at all. Yeah, I, I swear that you could for a certain amount of time. Yeah. That, like, now you can't if you have it. But, like, they're, even after they pulled it for a little bit afterwards, you could or something. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've I never heard of a licensed one being pulled completely. No. But I think that is really true. Yeah. Um, moral of the story is, is that uh, it, it, it was probably Universal saying no, which is weird. But uh, they announced about five or six months ago, I think, that it was coming back. People thought it would be out before Christmas. Didn't quite make it, but now they have a release date for that. So it's January 14th, 20... That was gross. January 14th, 2021 is going to be the new launch date for that. It's going to be called Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the Game-Complete Edition, which is terrible, but that's okay. You can't have a colon and a dash. I know, right? Come on, (laughs) unless you're a Warhammer game. So the other day, I uh, I was doing my other uh, podcast, my Christmas podcast, and uh, I made fun of the t- a title of a Christmas movie, and and like I said that I was like you know something 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 colon something something something, and because we weren't on this podcast, my co-host did not get the joke and was wondering like colon she's like like your body parts I'm like no no like a col- like a like a semicolon but a full one like a colon colon and she did not get it and it was. It wasn't her fault, but it, it it's funny here, or at least I think it's funny, but yeah. it, didn't, it didn't work over there. So anyway, uh, the updated game will contain uh, the base game. It will also contain uh, the DLC uh, Knives Chow and Wallace Wells, which I have not seen that game in long enough to know what those are. But uh, it's going to also support local and online multiplayer for up to four players. So if you like kind of cool pixely beat-em-ups that have a killer soundtrack, I think Scott Pilgrim might be... Uh, something to look out for. I'd actually really, I wouldn't mind playing that multiplayer. That'd be fun. Did you like the movie? Never saw it. I, did you see it, Dylan? Yeah. Do you have a history of, like, do you, did you, like, it's based on the comic, right? Yeah. I never read it. I didn't so. either. And the movie was, like, okay, but it I didn't, fine. I don't think I got it. I felt like, I don't know if I've ever seen a movie that I felt more like, and I mean, this was, you know, 10 years ago when I was, in my early thirties where I was just like, am I, am I too old to understand what this movie is? Or am I just too out of touch or am I just not understanding the source material? So eh, whatever. Why not both? Why not all all of of those things? All of the above. Probably like it's kind of the, the ongoing story of my life now. 
fan. So, it's all right. Uh, so, <laughs> like we said earlier, South Korea the uh, has a game retailer, and we think it's probably game. I don't know. I hate to guess. I, I I don't I don't know. I'm not trying to do this. Game Wuri, maybe. G A M E W O O R I. We'll we'll say it's Game Wuri, um, and they have taken the stance on social media that if uh, they see someone who pre-ordered a PlayStation Five from their store, and like you'll see this all the time now, where uh, you know I have a verified pre-order that I'm selling on eBay for a thousand dollars instead of five hundred, and here's my receipt with like the the you know details obscured. If they see a one of those online, they cancel that pre-order. And <laughs> they're like, we don't care if you've paid for it. We we don't care. We, it's canceled now. And to the point of where they're like, hey, if you see one online, submit it to us. We'll cancel that pre-order too. <laughs> Which okay. I I really kind of enjoyed. Um, so their official statement was, moreover, even if the pre-order has been paid for, Game Warrior says it will still cancel any scalpel's order. Their po- uh, let's see, our policy will be to cancel orders without question, even if it's fully paid for in advance. If we discover that the person who ordered is trying to resell it. Also, if you find an act of reselling, please promptly report it to each store's location, Instagram, DM, or forum. Let us all protect our wholesome game culture together. We'd like to inform you that the canceled units will be allocated towards the next round of pre-orders. Game Warrior will only sell to those who really need an honest price. Thank Thank you. And man, I would love to see every single retailer in the world do that. Can you imagine how, like, we've talked about that in the past. Like, how do you fix, you know, bots buying things and all that? If everyone was just like, hey, man, if we see you pre-ordering, we're just going to cancel it and you're screwed. Like, in the United States, like, I, I assume they have to refund the money, I would think. but If, if you request it, I guess. I guess, so. but... I, uh, I mean, you could you you could essentially return it like it would just be a return, just right? a refund. Yeah, I yeah. So because you never received the product, so it's not thirty days after, yeah, or whatever it is. So. Either way, I would love to see this happen in the United States. I think that would be absolutely because I, I think I like it in two ways because on it's it's both like I don't know. It just seems like justice. I, I like it a lot. So it, it won't happen here because I think our uh, like probably there's probably consumer protection laws that prohibit it, but also uh, retailers always think people are right here, even though having worked retail, they're often very, very, very wrong. But I like the idea. All right, Dylan. I don't think we have enough game retailers because I, I can't imagine places like Target or Walmart. I mean, wouldn't you love to see it though, man? Yeah, it's just like that's just yeah, it's not gonna happen. They don't they don't have the time to do that. Like, what are they like? That's yeah, not yeah, gonna yeah. be the focus of their energy. So, like, it would have to be. And then, game, so it's GameStop. Games we expect GameStop. <laughs> GameStop, no, no. no. So, uh, nor do they get enough consoles that it would make a difference. I, you like, know, I, that is actually my or, like good news for the week. Um, so I got an email like three or four days ago from. Microsoft, I believe, that said like, "Hey, you're you're in the all access program. Would you like an Xbox One or Series X?" I'm like, "Well, yes, yes obviously." <laughs> and they're like, "Cool. Good news is we've partnered with GameStop. Oddly enough, um, and just like make sure that your email that you signed up with um, when you bought your all access program is uh, that you have a GameStop Power Up account." associated with that email 
And like starting tomorrow, I think they're going to start sending out emails to those people and tell you when you can just like go to GameStop.com and buy one. So like this is what I expected to happen two months ago, but I guess like better late than never. So hopefully I, I can't imagine by next time we podcast, I'll have a series X, but hopefully this year, maybe like they didn't say when they were going to ship or anything, but I, I guess I won't have to, I, I can stop worrying about where my series X is going to come from, which is kind of nice. So anyway, that's, that's my story. Dylan. Hey, yo Vinny, it's time for questions. Oh no, there's a neighborhood alert near my house. It's oh, a no. very loud. It's probably boom. racist. <laughs> it's almost definitely. It's from Ring, so most definitely racist. Very large boom. Has anyone seen any black people? Because... Yeah, I swear to God. Like, do you have a Ring or do you, do you get those notifications? Are you a member of like uh, Ring or the the neighbor next door dot com? Do you constantly is yours inundated constantly, Dylan, with gunshots and loud explosions? Not really. <sighs> it's mostly package thieves yeah i don't i don't know constantly i don't know when i lived at the old house it was a lot of shots because there was a lot of shots i have lived at my house for six years it'll be seven years in in april i have never once i don't think heard anything that i would describe as a gunshot like a couple of loud booms but like obviously like oh that was fireworks or like there's some dude over here that like shoots a cannon off from the seahawks win and uh, yeah. or people do fireworks when the Seahawks win, you know, whatever. But I swear to God, like you, based on the like number of reports on my next door neighbor and stuff, you would think that I live in a war zone. Like it's yeah. seventeen rapid yeah. shots. I heard it. I guarantee you, they were guns. I'm like, okay, yeah. maybe, whatever. We do get a lot of booms here because the cats freak out. So it's definitely I don't know, man. Happens. At the old house, it was a lot of gunshots. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I get it. Um, I don't know. Which I guess is. It is what it is. Report, I guess. I guess, but I mean, you're reporting it to other people on the internet, like call I, the cops yeah, if you care. It's, I called the cops when I saw it. Right. So. Either way, I mean, I think the thing is, is what are they going to say? They're like, "Cool, where?" You're like, "Well, here." They're like, "Did you see anyone?" You're like, "No." They're like, "Well, great, thanks. Let us know when you see a person with a gun." Whatever. Vinny wants to know. Cyberpunk has been getting not. <laughs> Cyberpunk has been getting eight and nines for review scores. However, with that, I still see many people in my eyes critiquing the game extremely negatively. Is this because it was overhyped? Are the fans just being asshats or what's the deal? Full disclosure, I've only seen tweets and small paragraphs of people's thoughts on the game. Haven't read a full review, so take my opinion with a grain of salt. I think Vinny's probably right. It's probably just people are stupid. I mean, there's, outside of reviewers, no one's played it. So well, there's, Yeah, there's so much hubbub about this. And it's... People have way too much time and are on the internet way too much. Right. I, I've heard... I think the thing is, is Cyberpunk's going to be fine. Like, it's going to be... It's going to get an internet. It's probably going to be a 9. Yeah. It's it's average on Metacritics in the 80s. It's going to be a good game. Um, I think a lot of the... I think a lot of the hype around it, unfortunately, was... You know, the article that said, like, oh, my gosh, a developer of, of Cyberpunk's played 175 hours and he hasn't even finished the game yet. It's true. I'm sure he has. Right. He's probably playing all sorts of stuff. But the game itself is only 30 hours long. Moseying around. Yeah. yeah. I played 210 hours in yeah. Red Dead Redemption and technically didn't finish. Yeah. yeah you know, it's, it's one of those things where this game has been hyped for too long this to me is the yeah. this is the reason the, why you, well the delays don't help either and like that it's just well and i think like it's kind of a, a problem from both sides too is like there's there's 
the 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 delays. There's the it. We've been talking about it for like what three years now. I mean, you brought out um, Keanu Reeves. I don't know, 18 months ago on a stage. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I think I like better when games are like fallout four was like, here's fallout four. It looks really cool. It'll be out in two months. <laughs> like that's, that's yeah. better than, you know, I think I'll, uh, hyping a game for three years. Um, but on top of that, like there's been all the, the news about the working conditions at CD project red. There's a lot of, uh, like kind of transphobia problems with the game itself that people don't like. Like the game is, the game is going to be decisive regardless of anything. So you're going to get good reviews. You're going to get bad reviews. People are going to like it. People are going to hate it. Like my entire Twitter feed right now seems to be people either saying, I'm not going to play CD. I'm not going to play cyberpunk because of this, or I can't wait to play cyberpunk because it looks so good. Like it is what it is. I'm going to do when we stop recording here. Cause apparently it's live now. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Play some, yeah. play some cyberpunk. Um, then I can give my full honest review, your full honest review. <laughs> Thank you. Cause I've played the game and I'm not going to say <laughs> right? anything about Jesus. it until I play it. I, I don't understand people. Uh, Mansock's follow-up questions. So he says, so the question in his mind is, why are all reviews a 7, 8, or a 9, or a 9.5, or a 9.2? Um, we never see, damn, this game just sucks, 1 out of 10 anymore, at least from or mainstream reviewers. And he initially had posted in the Discord something like, it's because game journalists suck or something. And I'm like, no, 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 man, you're looking at it entirely wrong. So back in the day, like... Do you remember reading, like, probably actually physical game magazines, like, in the early 2000s? And I prob- do. Yeah, and probably almost every game magazine had a, like, this game blows, 3 out of 5, or, or 3 out of 10, you know, or a 2 out of whatever, you know, the worst game we've ever reviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, and those went away. And the conspiracy on the internet is, is because um, game reviewers are scared to give a game worse than like a five or or a six or seven because the blowback from the studios, they never get to review games again or because they're in bed with, you know, game developers and they pay them not to do it. Or, you know, there's conspiracies, conspiracies everywhere. The, the real reason is, is because there are so many damn video games released every single month that are good. There are so many seven, eight, nine video games released every single month. You don't review the, bad you don't ones. review the bad ones. <laughs> you don't have time. Those reviews don't really get clicks. No one cares about how, you know, unless a game is like if cyberpunk came out and was garbage. Yeah. You review it because that's, that's interesting, but like game, you can right. look at a game and just go like, you can play 15 minutes of a game and go like, nah, this game's bad. Um, they don't pay people to write reviews for bad games. So it's, it's not a conspiracy. It's not that they don't do them anymore. It's that they know ahead of time, which games are going to review. They only review the good ones because who cares about the bad ones? (laughs) You kind of can get a feel. I think when you, yeah. Counterpoint. Um, What about something like fallout 76? It got bad reviews. It didn't though. It probably got like, I think it It probably got sevens. Yeah, but seven isn't necessarily a bad right. review. Well, I See, think that's I, the problem. That, is, that's the thing. Like a seventy-six is a fine game. Yeah. Like it isn't technically. It's actually a very good game. But like Fallout seventy-six on PC was fundamentally broken. Fallout seventy-six on Metacritic right now has a fifty-two. Yes, when it came out though, it was at like a seventy-six. 
I'm looking at the reviews, and a these lot are all November. Places, these are all November 2018 reviews. A lot of places had it at sevens. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of. I, Impulse Gamer gave it a 92, so you have to wonder about yeah. Impulse yeah. Gamer, and that's what I'm like. But a lot of I, a lot I of, don't. I mean, Dual Shockers gave it a 20. I don't think that there is a big conspiracy, but I do think that there is pressure. Yeah. I don't like well, you. You are running a, a, a dying PC gamer. Gave it a 60. You are running a dying, um, essentially thing that requires you to get clicks. Shaq news. Gave it a 50. I did Shaq news. Shaq news. Yeah. They're, they're a big gaming site. I'm um, attack of the fanboy. Gave it a 50. I'm saying big, big places gave fallout yeah. 76 fifties, but I there would say are, that's one of the big games that got, got it. Kind but of there, bad reviews recently that I can, I remember. think the problem is, is that the difference is, I mean, like, first of all, I think you have to, to realize that any, any game review is one person's opinion of that game. So, yeah. I, I played Fallout 76 and thought it was real good. Like, if I had to rate I Fallout 76, I would probably did have given it, it an 85. PC? No, but, I mean, how long was That's it broken problem. for, too? It was broken for quite some time. Yeah. So, I mean... And they're, they're reviewing it on review copies. They're not getting it, you know, two Day one patch. But, I mean, in, and I know. remember, too, though, that there were people that played all the way through the PC one and had no problems, where there was other people that couldn't finish their yeah. reviews because it was so broken. So, yeah. again, it's one person doing it. But I think also, at the same time... Like, in our heads, we, I mean, when you look at, like, a Metacritic ranking, like, I think we, like, the like the three of us, look at a six or seven and go, like, oh, that's that's probably going to be a game that is fundamentally not perfect, but probably is still very fun. Like, I, If I, you like that yeah, kind of game, you'll you're like gonna it. You're going to enjoy this. And so, I think that a six or seven is not a bad review. And so, it's it's what you'd expect when people are reviewing triple and double A games. You're gonna I get think mostly a six or seven is a like a bad review for a game nowadays. Yeah, oh, that would be saying that, based that on would be what, saying and, like it's a two. And what I'm saying is, is that I think that's how people perceive yeah. bad reviews or how they perceive a six or seven review. Um, but that is not the intention of the reviewers. I think that I think right. that. People who look at reviews look at an eight or nine or ten as like, oh, that game must be amazing, and they look at a six or seven as that game must be garbage. And I, I think, think that's people's that interpretation of those reviews, not what the reviewers' int intentions are. Almost all games get between a seven and a nine. And that's what I'm saying. It's because they don't review and, the bad games. It's because they know they what they're do. looking at. I mean, but I mean, the thing is, is yeah, if if what the problem is, is that yes, it is just one viewer or one reviewer's you know kind of look on it. So one reviewer is almost never playing bad games that he doesn't like? No, because they're assigned out by the companies that do it. So IGN has a stable uh, yeah, of no, internal I, reviewers I, and freelance I, I reviewers, know and they, it, they give it out to but, people. But they still don't like it? That you, that you almost never get like a 4 out of 10. No, and, and that's what I'm saying is because I think that they give games to people who like those kind of games. So should we pay attention to them? I think that when no. because they're not giving like I mean like that's the thing then you're never going to be like oh unless I am this person does it matter I think that like, video game reviews matter in like I actually a lot of people don't like things like Metacritic I think Metacritic is a very good guide to how I'm going to feel about a game but I think that if you're looking at review scores you're looking at reviews wrong you actually have to read reviews like if you read five reviews on a game read the review and don't read the score don't read the score or like find a reviewer who you personally um feel the same way about video games like who was the guy that used to work for IGN 
that like disappeared for two years because I think he might have harassed someone. Um, he used <laughs> to be on the Xbox podcast. He works for um, oh, the site Yahtzee's on now. I don't know. I don't remember his name. Um, he was a guy who, except that he really liked Souls games. Like anything outside the Souls genre that he said he liked, I almost would be guaranteed to like because we had very similar taste in video games. So if you can find a reviewer who has similar taste in video games to you, first of all, they're probably going to get assigned video games that you like to play because they like to play those kind of games. And you're probably going to share a lot in common. So to me, yeah, reviews are, are important because you look at them as, first of all, an aggregate of whether a game's good Do or not. Do you pay attention to reviews? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I haven't read a review for a game in 10 years. Well, I probably read longer. a couple of video game reviews a week. And That's weird. I don't necessarily let it impact... Um, I, if I look at a game and go, like, I think that game looks fun, I will often just play it without reading a review. But if I'm like, I don't know about that game, I will so, look at a review. Do you think in the amazing, awesome, capitalistic society we live in that there is absolutely no pressure to rate games higher than what they are? Because I do. Like, I will. I'm, I don't think it is necessarily... I don't think it's as big a conspiracy as these people are making it out to be, but I think that it is... I think in some cases, naive yes, but to not believe across that, the board. ...that there is no pressure Well, I to, mean, what would the to, pressure I mean, be? These are people... Because people are coming to your side. I mean, like, I think that it is pushed down, like, it doesn't need to be... There doesn't need to be pressure, pressure. Uh, it's, but where's the so pressure yeah, being applied from? Because it's not being it's, applied by the developers. Well, or let me rephrase. I think it often is replied. So I think that there is pressure applied by developers often. Um, I think good gaming outlets don't let that pressure affect it. Um, I've, I follow enough developers. I've followed enough reviewers on Twitter that it's saying I've had that pressure even, applied and we said screw off. Even if it isn't direct pressure. Even if it's just like a conceived pressure, sure. The, I mean, like I, I just don't think that there's no pressure to, to rate games high. I just, you're always. I would think that you would see lower review reviews if I that think wasn't that true. The and I don't think that like, oh, they just give them to people who like them because that's just is that pressure then? Right. That's a is that's that creating pressure? a review bias because if you yeah. only have one person at IGN rating a game and you give them the Nintendo game and they give it a 10, you're creating a review bias. I think that the answer to all those questions is probably like it's complicated. Like I think that I think it's, that journalistic journalistic integrity is something that reviewers take very seriously. I think that you're absolutely right that working for a huge corporation that is being supplied games by another huge corporation probably influences things. I think that, yes, there probably is some, there is some review bias to that, but like if you get a Nintendo game and like Nintendo games, so you rate a Nintendo game highly, then other people who like Nintendo games will also rate that highly. So I don't know if that really matters. Um, but you should, shouldn't you give that game to someone who's indifferent? Because then you get an honest review. You don't get a biased review. Well, but I if mean, I'm I think the thing is, is about games, it's like, oh, oh, that was an eight. But I mean, I but, guess in that case, like, why give? Why not just have 
average Joe reviewers, you know? I mean, right. uh, we'll me, have three people review the game and see what they all say. There's no time, though, is really the point, the so, problem. You know, it's, it comes right, down to a money problem. Then you're creating a review bias yeah. to because me, only one person from your outlet's reviewing a game and you give them the game that they like. And to me, so it scores one and a half to two points higher than it would if someone else did to it. To me, though, I think that, like, you can understand that bias and so much of it breaks down to, like I said, actually reading the reviews. Um, if you say it's what like you, it doesn't matter to me because yeah. if you say it, what like, you, the score doesn't matter. Yeah. But. If you say what you like and don't like in games, you know, if you give it an eight out of ten and say like this is why, I think that's that's the more important part. The why is more important than the actual score itself. So. I, I just say don't pay attention to reviews yeah. and just yeah. play games. I mean, that's the other option too. Care. Like in a world where there are a million games to play, like, and most I of mean, them, like. It mattered to me way more when I had to pay sixty dollars for a video game. To be frank, like uh, I will jump then, into almost like, any game for ten out five, you know, two or three hours now. Even then, like I, I like I said, I probably, I mean, I don't think I have read a review on a game in. I, I don't honestly remember the last time. Interesting. I just don't care. Like I don't read them on movies. I don't read them on anything because, I mean, I've played games that have scored nine out of ten and thought. That wasn't great. And I've played games sure. that, like, you know, are in the 70s where I'm like, that was amazing. Yeah. I've seen movies that, you know, were critically, you know, like where it was not good. And I'm like, oh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. But I just. I think the I funny thing is, is I don't pay attention to movie reviews at all because I think that they are very rarely match up with how I feel about movies. Um, but video but games. But video games do. Video games do. Yeah. Why? You know, I assume it's because I, I wonder if it's because I think more critically about video games and I think very uncritically about movies. Like I can watch a really, like if a movie is funny, like if I watch a movie, even if it's like not great, it doesn't have great pacing, doesn't have great acting, but I really enjoyed watching it. Um, like, so for my, for my Christmas podcast, uh, there was a, a movie that came out on Netflix this year called Holiday. Um, so like in your head, it's a Netflix Christmas movie, right? Um, admittedly, like it's you know if you probably look it up on the IMDb, I bet you it has like a six aggregate. Um, but I laughed out loud at that movie a lot, like a lot, a lot. And so that to me was a, a good movie. Like I don't have to critically think like was that plot plausible? Was that um, you know was was the acting good was the you know how how did that all work together was the cinematography good because i don't really look at movies that critically like i enjoyed watching that movie and it was fine um and there are movies that i do probably watch a little more critically but that is certainly not one of them um and i think games i tend to maybe it's that it's more obvious in games too like like bad acting yeah you can notice it but like mediocre acting I don't know if it's as noticeable, but bad voice acting or mediocre voice acting seems to really pop to me. So I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't pay much attention to movies, but I pay. Does out. bad voice acting ruin a game though? Um, I don't think so. Uh, it well, it depends sure. on how bad it is, I guess. It depends on how bad it is, but I've played. So can me- can mediocre voice acting ruin a game for you? Probably not. Probably I think not. anything can ruin a game. Well, I think I'll be honest. <laughs> like the difference to me too, is if like a game, if a game lets me skip dialogue, like I'm probably actually reading the dialogue right, and skipping the, the talking anyway. So <laughs> that is the interesting thing about games. Is you have more control. You don't necessarily play it the way it's intended yeah. because you can skip things yep. or you just ignore them because you can completely ignore the plot of a game and say that game was great. Cause, cause right. 
because I like the shooting, yeah. but it actually sucked. Like, and you don't even know. And someone would be like, "Blah, I hated this," and you're like, "I didn't even notice that." Every time I hear, like, you tell me how much like Destiny is cool, and I'm like, literally don't care about <laughs> anything lore wise in Destiny. Boring as hell. I and it's like, but the shooting's fun. I Eight out tell of ten. You a, a damn thing about Destiny. Right. Lore. I think the thing is, is boring. Is I thought the lore is really interesting, but it like seeps out of my head about ten minutes later. I like these cutscenes yeah. are awesome, and I love this stuff that's going oh, they're, on. They're great cutscenes, yeah. and I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> they look nice. I, I don't care. I'm always super intrigued by people that skip the cutscenes. Um, I might as well. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I don't pay I attention to stories them, in video games yeah. most of the time. Yeah. So, or like very loosely pay attention. I uh, my attention just isn't. And great then when and I do pay attention, I'm like, man, this sucks. This <laughs> is not good. I uh, God of War. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, no, I don't disagree. Anyway, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to move on. Uh, Eddie, the big dog says with Fortnite being the smash brothers of the shooting genre, which I thought was a, a delightful comparison, uh, because they added Kratos and a rumored master chief. Who would you like to join Fortnite? Like what character would you like to see join Fortnite? He says, John Wick Wolverine. And I mean, which are both in there. (laughs) Are they really? Yeah, John Wick was one of the first. Like, it's not actually John Wick, but it looks it's John Wick. So, and Wolverine is a skin. So. Well, then, so first of all, Eddie, get your Fortnite lore together, man, because they have the Marvel. Yeah, they have. Oh, the Marvel you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wolverine was part of the the battle pass for that, I think. And he then was. John Wick was like season two. So I want to know, like, as Wolverine, are, are my claws a weapon? Like. No, it's just... That's so dumb. Like, that that was... I know. That was kind of my question. Like, John Wick, like, sure is a good shooty shooty character right like he, he there's some cool gunplay in that game but to me the cool parts of that game are not the gunplay it's the like the the actual fighting um so like did I, you play that game say again the john wick did you play the john, john wick, wick hex game? no i keep thinking oh. about it but then i like it looks cool and i love the company that makes those games like i think biffle games is a really cool company um but Every time I read about like what the John Wick's game is, it sounds terrible and I would hate it. So <laughs> I don't know. I keep hoping it'll come to Game Pass so I can play it for free because I don't want to pay fifteen dollars for it. But whatever. Uh, like so that that to me means like so this question to me really the answer should be what what person do you want to add to Fortnite who would fit well within the world of Fortnite where it's mostly about guns. Um, and building. So, right. like, my first choice is um, who's the host of uh, this old house? Norm Abrams. Not Norm Abrams, the other guy. Mm. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I want to say Tom Bodette, but that's the Motel 6 guy. <laughs> Do you not know what this old house is, Dylan? No. It was a, so. like, probably the original home improvement show, Bob Vila. So I'm thinking Bob Vila with a gun. Like, I think he could pull it off, right? Why? Because he's good at building, and Fortnite's all about building. Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) The Rambo. Rambo, Terminator. uh, Have those not been in it yet? The the Predator. See, those are good. Um, Rambo would be a good pull. um, I could get behind Rambo. I think having like the action heroes would be cool. Like the, I don't know, Bruce Willis and Dolph Lundgren and... Like all anyone from like cheesy eighties action See, movie, I think or something. Should, yeah, 
what they should do is just uh, do a new kind of play thing where it's it's you know one versus hundred or one ver you know one versus everyone, and then the last ten are all the characters from Predator, and they've got to fight a Predator. Oh, that'd be awesome! <laughs> so that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get to the last you know be like last eight, and then there's like a super difficult Predator you have to fight. Dude, that would be a dope game. I want to play this game now. Call make it. Oh, I'll get right on get it. Get right on it. Yeah, no, I think that'd be tomorrow. That'd be real cool. Uh, Princess Megan says, "With Christmas quickly approaching, which game would you most be most excited to see under the tree Christmas morning? That is, if Santa thinks you are good enough to get one." So, first question: Did were you good enough this year to get a present under your tree from Santa Claus, Dylan? Hell yeah! Yeah, Dylan's a good kid. How about you, Colby? Probably. <laughs> I have, of course, perfect. So I obviously did. Uh, so I, I already was mean to people on Twitter. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> Colby, were you only pe- mean to people on Twitter that deserved to be you being mean to them? Where does Rudy Giuliani fit? In Absolutely deserves you being mean to him. Okay, yeah. then yeah. What about the CIA? But I mean, probably more so than Rudy Giuliani. I may be blocked by them. I'm not sure. I was going to go and check on oh, that. Oh man, I would I would pay money to get blocked by the CIA. That's good. Uh, so Colby's been okay. Uh, Dylan's been good. What, what game do you want under your tree on Christmas? I don't know. Probably cyberpunk. I'm not going to buy it. And if someone bought it for me, that'd be cool. Fair. And also like, I'm not going to play it for probably two years. So I don't know why I, there's no games under my tree. Yeah. Colby, Colby wants wanna- just... Three more years of Game Pass. I want a game that I enjoy that also doesn't scare my child. Uh, So what you're saying is... It'll probably be the new Paw Patrol (laughs) game. I was going to say, the new Paw Patrol game. (laughs) What are you getting, Dylan? I don't know. I don't... So, uh, I'm going to say about two weeks ago, I said to my wife, I said, Hey, just so you know, uh, Man Eater is on sale at Target right now. It's a very good deal. Like it's like $15. And if that were to You're welcome. Somehow, yes, thank you for telling me about that goal. If that was to somehow show up for Christmas, that would be lovely and I would enjoy that. And then about 4 days later, a package came from Target that was kind of DVD shaped. So maybe who knows. It it could be a cool shark game. That was actually for me. That was the uh, entire Land Before Time. Oh, <laughs> all it's, it's twelve. On, it's on. That's seasons. that's what I want for. Christmas. It's on two DVDs. The transfer is bad. <laughs> that actually kind of tracks, though. <laughs> <laughs> I have only ever seen the first Land Before Time, and that was enough. Plenty enough. I liked them. Colby and I. Those are very much cool when I was little. Colby and I, growing up, had this weird, like, recorded off TV tape that was um i want to say who was who the shoot what is his name he's a comedian um he had it like his own cartoon for a while i'm gonna need more than that uh, you just narrowed it down to about seven people he was kind of like a big fat dude uh what was it uh you said comedian yeah <laughs> Hey, it wasn't Howie Mandel. It was not Howie it Mandel. It was uh, uh, Anderson, Louis Anderson. It was Louis Anderson. I'm guess. So it was a tape that had Louis Anderson doing stand up and then the Brave Little Toaster and then the Land Before Time. <laughs> and, and like sometimes you just have a weird day and just like go straight through that. <laughs> uh, VHS was cool. Uh, 
Cool. Next question from Joe Coleslaw. The shipping industry as of late has gone postal, which is good. That's a very good. That's good. Uh, locally, due to the pandemic, staff shortages, staff shortages due to sick leave, Christmas shopping, peak of online sales. The main hubs are backed up and shipping is slowed down and packages are delayed. Uh, USPS is doing all they can with what they have left. You also see a lot of stories now about porch pirates and more shenanigans. What are your words of wisdom in dealing with the anxieties, worries, etc. in this world of mail service? Um, should shouldn't he be answering? Uh, shouldn't uh, yeah? We should have gotten Eddie into to maybe we'll call yeah. him in as like we'll call a what do they call that in football? Call an audible, uh, audible, <laughs> and we'll get we'll get uh, we'll get the official FedEx delivery truck drivers uh, you know take on this. I, I guess I don't really have a problem with porch thieves at my place. We so. do around here, um, and a. Apparently, according to the next oh, door, real bad. yeah, uh, like I, so I guess my, my general thoughts are is, is one is that if, if you have a problem with porch thieves buy a ring doorbell, not because th- having the camera is going to do Jack if someone steals your shit, no. because it's not like, first of all, it's like, yeah, easy. they know what they look like and they'll just wear a hoodie. Um, mm-hmm. It's fine. But what it does tell you is when packages show up on your front door, because I don't know about your... Right, so you don't leave it out there. My folks don't ring the doorbell, um, but also if, like, you're... uh, All the time, I'll be, like, not at home and, like, oh, God, there's a package and be able to drive home and get it, so... Does Amazon not send you those updates? No, not always. They they don't always. And they're not... Sometimes they're delayed. Yeah, sometimes they're delayed. Almost always that mine are like yeah. probably within 10 minutes yeah um getting an alexa helps too because you will get that uh like um bling fortunately my child is afraid of the alexa notifications <laughs> so i had to turn that off not of the alexa itself just the notifications just the notifications um the downside of the notifications are you have to be careful uh, this time of year i don't think she'll actually tell you what's in them but uh that that is a problem the rest of the year um i would say if you live in an area that has amazon lockers um, having things delivered to an Amazon locker is a way to make sure they don't show up on your porch. But I don't know how prevalent that is outside of Seattle. Like they're everywhere here. But, We've got them. Yeah. So that's a, a good idea. Um, obviously have ship stuff shipped to your work if you can. Like that's always a good idea. If you have somewhere where you can, you know, you have a mail room will definitely work. But I mean, I think the other thing you've got to think about this time of year and like maybe this is just me, but like if I get a Christmas present that comes on the 28th, like, I'm not going to think, like, super poorly of the person that wasn't able to get me a no. present by the 25th. Like, you know. I am. It, Keep that in mind, Clark. I think, I think Hans Patience. was telling me yesterday, like, yeah, like, the Postal Service said, like, if you haven't mailed all your presents by yesterday, like, there's a chance they won't get there. I'm like, oh, no, because I haven't mailed any of my Christmas presents. <laughs> so, I mean. I just decided long ago that anyone who doesn't live in my state that I see on Christmas, they just get gift cards. And that's fine. I love gift cards, Colby. I'm saving up to like buy myself Amazon. a 3060, ma'am. I'm not shipping a present. No. It's not going to I'll save it until I see you. Yeah, I just... I mean, I think moral of the story is, is like, I guess try and ship stuff early, but, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, and just... Just be patient. Just be patient. It'll be fine. Uh, my good friend... And slap the porch pirates. Slap the porch Just pirate. slap them. The only time... Have you ever had a, someone something stolen from your house, Dylan? No. So the only thing that's ever been stolen from my house is I was on vacation 
And my dad, for some reason, sent like 200 pencils from Amazon that we were going to donate to my kid's school, but sent them to my house while we were on vacation and they got stolen. And I just can't imagine how disappointed that porch pirate must have been when they like open up their like 400 pencils. What? A bunch of pencils? So I don't know. It's all good. other things stolen, but not packages. Uh, we're our doors far enough off the oh, road. That's true. That You've got to, they, they have to go really pretty far back. And it's, it's obscured. So unless they were one of the people that like follow the Amazon trucks around, yeah. and people definitely do that. Yep. But, and I live in a quadplex and so, and mine are on the back. Yeah. And so it doesn't necessarily, it just looks like a duplex. And so if you don't know that, you know, when like a lot of people can't even find my house because they're like, where is yeah, it? The first like, time I went to go house, it was weird. So. Yeah, and so like no one goes back there. Yeah, it's it's a no problem. Goes back to them pots. You know, I I guess you always can. You know, if you have the option of getting uh, a signature, bear trap, a bear trap is oh. a great idea. Requiring a signature is not a bad idea. Uh, my good friend Rich wants to know what property like Star Wars, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, etc. Do you feel has had the worst overall games associated That's with? It's an them? interesting question, right? <laughs> but it also relies on the fact that I've played enough of those games and them being bad or because like i remember playing like harry potter and the sorcerer's stone like a long time ago yeah. and i was like that was a good game a, and then should... there was a quidditch game and that was a good game yeah. but then i don't remember playing a bad one yeah we should probably sure just take are. out the like lego games yeah because like the lego yeah. the lego harry potter games lego star Wars games are all good um yeah. to me like of all of these probably the most underserved is probably the harry potter games um yeah definitely like to me there's so much i can't believe that i mean it's coming out next year but i think it's really strange that no one ever made like a harry potter role-playing game um that there was never just a like deep rpg set in the harry potter universe like you don't have to be harry potter like i think it would actually probably be better if you weren't um yeah i just want bully harry potter edition oh, that'd be I'm great there's so many options of what the harry potter universe could have been inside video games and we got yeah the quidditch game that one game and then a bunch of lego games lego games are terrific I'm, but i'm surprised there was never a more pig mm-hmm. absolutely because like, you have good and bad guys yeah it would like, make sense maybe um, it's that you can't like i wonder if part of that is you can't have kids kill killing kids. each other <laughs> Like how, how do we do this on? nicely? Yeah. Um, Lord, well, that was the big. I mean, that was the big hoopla with Bully is because yeah, like yeah. The, the people that did Grand Theft Auto made a a game with kids at a school and they all kill each other and it's like no, that's not actually what the game is at no. all. But good try. Yeah, I uh, I think Lord of the Rings probably is also underserved. Like there's an, there is a Memor Pig coming up, um, and the two yeah. um, Shadow of War and Shadow of Mortar games are technically yeah. like in that universe, but I don't think there's like a Lord of the Rings game. There were PlayStation two Xbox era and they were actually very good. Um, and then there's third, third age, which was an RPG. And then there was the, uh, um, the, uh, uh, real time strategy. What were they called? Something middle earth. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. You're right. Actually, I would say overall their games are very strong. So maybe I just didn't play any of them. I'm going to go with, I mean, like, the thing is, I haven't played any Harry Potter games, so I'm out on that one. I'm going to go with Marvel. Yeah, there aren't a lot of Marvel games. Like, there's the... the well, there's not a lot of good ones. Yeah. There's a lot of Marvel games. Yeah. I, all the, like... The, there's a couple good ones, and then there's all the, like, probably ones kind of loosely based on well, movies. That go to, like... Good. Well, and go to, like, back to the NES and SNES days. Yeah. There was a 
bunch of really bad, bad Marvel games. Yeah. Um, like, you know, any Wolverine game. Yeah, and, that's fair. You know, the Punisher games. The Hulk, the, uh, that Hulk game was sweet, though. Yeah. yeah I would say it was, I like, yeah. uh, it was like... That game was cool. Hulk Total yeah. Destruction or something. Yeah. And I mean, like Star Wars, they had some bad games, but they also had some really yeah. good it, games. Star games, Wars, I think, has just been so. shockingly inconsistent more than anything. Well, I yeah. think the problem with Star Wars is that Star Wars was, I mean, one, it was LucasArts for the most yeah. part. Um, and then you had like weird console ones um, that were mostly just movie tie-ins. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you got to remember, at the time... Those were the only Star Wars yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. that in the extended universe. Yeah. Like for until like ninety nine, between like eighty. Well, I mean, so like probably if, if you include like the Ewok adventures. So like from eighty seven to ninety nine, that's what you got. Yeah, that's true. You got Star Wars games and the books. Yeah. That was it. There was no movies. There was no TV shows. And so like yeah, it was hit or miss, but. I mean, I think that well, for the most part, they were trying to tell stories that weren't just like, hey, here's yeah. here's Luke. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. There's some good stuff, but there's some bad stuff, too. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think Star Wars, again, like I wish Star Wars wasn't tied directly to EA, which I wish anyone I wish they were way more open with that license, because when they did kind of open licensing with the extended universe, like some really yeah. cool stuff got created. I would love to see. I mean, like, in theory, one day, people are going to be able to use Star Wars the same way they use kind of, like, um, Lovecraftian stuff now, and I would love to see... I mean, we're going to be dead Well, we'll be point. so dead. So dead, Colby. Absolutely. But, like, I think if that still is kind of part of the cultural zeitgeist, there's some really cool stories you yeah. can mine out of that, so... Uh, um, what is EA's... What? How current... Or currently, what's EA... Is their contract? Do we? Know I think it was ten years. I want to say so. They're getting close to the end of it, but it's still a while. And I, I would not be surprised if they, they renew up. it. Um, I mean, like, who else are you going to give it to? I, you know what I mean. Like, you could yeah. give it to I don't know Activision Blizzard, but they probably yeah. don't want it. Maybe act. Maybe the Activision side of them would, but like, who else is big enough? You're not going to give it to Rockstar because they maybe the, maybe. The only- uh, who's Rockstar's parent company? Um, Take, two. Take Two. So maybe like Take Two. I just, I just wonder if I mean they've had two good games and then they canceled a bunch <laughs> of ones. I wonder if they go like, hey, maybe we can you know find someone better. I'll, I'll be honest. I would rather see them like give the license to twenty indie developers <laughs> and see what they could come up with. Um like indie and double A studios. I think that'd be awesome. I would love to see that. So, so what I'm reading is that the, what it may be is EA may decline it. Oh, interesting. The CEO apparently wasn't really happy to have it to begin with. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I guess um, that was apparently it's things. a lot of responsibility. Oh absolutely. Well like, I mean yeah. the thing is is can you imagine like, you know how protective they are of that IP. Can yeah. you imagine having to, like, every single choice, every single decision, every single thing you want to do has to go through the Disney Star Wars lawyer system? Like, that sounds terrible. Like, I wouldn't want to do yeah. that. It sounds gross. I don't know. Uh, cheap free games this week. There are two, exactly two. There are probably more, but I found two. Uh, on Epic Games, you're going to get Pillars of Eternity, which is a really good, like, 
kind of hardcore role-playing game. Like, it's very much a, like, a dicey-feeling game. I think it's actually probably based on D&D, if I, if I remember correctly. It very much has that feel otherwise. I played about two hours of it on the Xbox, and it was good. I really enjoyed it. Um, apparently not enough to play more of it, but <laughs> enough of, to say, hey, this game's fun. Um, and then Tyranny, which is uh, kind of the same thing. It's you know kind of a big role-playing game, but you play as the bad guy in that. It's been on my like Steam wish list now for ever, and now I guess I don't have to pay for it, which is nice. So uh, both of those are coming free from Epic. You guys have any uh, other thoughts, hopes, and dreams before we... So there's a couple games that dropped on Game Pass real recently, and I don't know if we talked about them. You know, I couldn't decide. So I know that uh, Call of the Sea came Call of the Sea yesterday. came out today. Um, I actually just as we were podcasting, Greedfall started installing. Yeah. So I don't I don't think that's Monst- out quite yet, but I think it's coming out like this week. No, it's it's out. is it out now? Yeah. Um, uh, Monster Sanctuary is one that I was actually looking at on Switch today. It looks pretty good. So. Don't have to buy that. Fogs is out. It's an adorable game with a two-headed dog that uh, my kid doesn't want to play because, I don't know. It's such a fun game, too. I've played it a couple times at uh, PAX. Does it need to be multiplayer? Or is it? can it do, be single? You know, I don't know. I've only ever played it uh, multiplayer, to be honest. So where does Game Pass show the... the oh, here we are. So there's some Recently sort of racing added. game that the title's Aceto too small. Seto Corsa. Uh, ukulele and the possible layers out that super hot mind control is out Um, unto the end is out and I read about that game today and it sounds terrible but if you like fighting games you might really enjoy it they're like every single encounter is you know you matching wits against this other person like you can't mash buttons you have to purposely push each button press and like there's no levels in this game you don't get better you as a player gets better and I'm like (laughs) there's a there was a game where it was a, a like a samurai game that every hit was it was pretty much a one hit kill game and that's what you had to do is that it was like it wasn't necessarily who hit first it was who like you know dodged and hit it was I can't remember the name of it yeah I it's it says it has read react combat one of a kind combat system focused on skill and mastery designed to build from the ground up specifically for for 2d fight intelligently and strike tactically with your sword and ranged weapons of fierce one-on-one group battles i'm like nah i'm good i'm good dylan's cat's adorable uh anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up Woo. <laughs> Dylan was talking about his cat. Tell us how Gus Gus is the cutest cat in the entire world, Dylan, except for your other cat, who so I don't remember cute. his name. So What's your other cat? He is Beerus. Beer. Do you only have and two Doro. still? No. How many cats? Doro is the other one. How many cats do you have now, Dylan? Eight? Three. Are you a crazy cat They're lady? like a little quad. No, they're like a choir when it's time to eat. <laughs> they just sit there and all meow and different. Why is he doing this? Is that good? Um... Yeah. Cat choir. All right. Uh, if you want to find out more about this podcast, you can go to bitemepodcast.com. You can follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram slash bitemepodcast.com. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bitemepodcast. You can join our delightful Discord server at bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. I think that's all. I think that's all. It's, it's, uh, it's okay. Dylan. Bite me. Bite me.